Chapter Ten of Our Little Siamese Cousin. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Lynn Thompson. Our Little Siamese Cousin by Mary Hazelton Blanchard Wade. Chapter Ten. The Queen's City. I have had a lovely time today, too, said Chi Lo, when Chin had told her of his walk through the city. I sold my fruit in an hour or two, and then Pome Yik and I went off in my canoe to have a good time by ourselves. Chin laughed when his sister mentioned Pome Yik. She was a curly-headed playmate of Chi Lo's the siamese think that straight wiry hair is the only beautiful kind in the world and make fun of anyone whose hair is even wavy so the little girl spoken of came to have the nickname of pome yik which means curly head her real name was almost forgotten but poor child she didn't enjoy hearing herself called pome yik any more than if it had been double toe or hunchback or the name given to any kind of deformed person by the people of her country we went several miles before we stopped chi lo went on we passed that big rice plantation chin where you often go on errands for father then we came to a field flooded with water and covered with lotus blossoms they had been raised for market and the people were busy gathering them See Chin, they gave me these to bring home, aren't they beautiful? Chi Lo held up a bunch of the great delicate lilies for her brother to admire. Their hearts were golden, their petals, which were of a faint pink near the centre, were of a deep bright red towards the tip. The flower had a great meaning to these children of Siam. It told the story of life and was sacred to the Buddha, who was often pictured sitting on the lotus. Why should it mean so much? Let us see. The root of the plant lies embedded in the mud. That represents our weak human nature. As the long stems grow, they reach up through the deep water toward the sunlight. That is what we all do, is it not? For we long to do right and seek the light of love and wisdom. At length a wondrous blossom appears on the surface of the water. It is perfect in shape. And beautiful in color while its heart is golden we remember that is the blossoming of a whole life the lotus is a fine symbol we have to admit but Chi Lo spoke of the people gathering the lotus for market of course the flowers could be readily sold but that was not all the Chinese in the city would be glad to buy the seeds which they grind and make into cakes the stems could be cooked and served as a delicious vegetable the fibers of the leaf stalks would furnish lamp wicks the plant has many uses in the country where it is raised father says the king has beautiful lotus ponds in the grounds near the palace said chin as he smelled the flowers he has seen them as well as the fountains and statues and lovely gardens it must be a grand thing to be a king replied chi lo thoughtfully they say that the palace is even more wonderful than the grounds around it 
just think of it the floors are paved with marble and the tables are also of marble there are all sorts of couches to lie and sit on these are covered with silks and satins of beautiful colors and there are pictures on the walls that have been painted to look just like people the king has known ah oh, what a sight it must be chie lo shut her eyes as though she might then be able to see what she had been describing the city of the royal women is inside all the rest of the king's grounds said chin you know that one must pass through three walls before one can enter it no man can go there except the king and the priests yes mother has told me about it answered chie lo it is a real city too for it contains stores and temples theatres and markets there are all sorts of lovely trees and plants ponds and summer houses the children must have a fine time in such a lovely place it must be a grand thing to be born in a king's family chie lo sighed tell me what else you saw beside the lily fields this morning said chin who was quite satisfied to be a free careless happy boy and envied nobody when we were still quite a distance from home we saw some men fishing in the river they were filling their boats very fast for they had a wheel set up near the bank as one of them turned the wheel their nets were spread out and sunk in the water the other men darted right and left in their boats shouting and beating drums and making a great noise the frightened fishes must have been driven into the nets in great numbers for the men were obliged to pull hard to lift them into the boats that is an easy way said chin there is a good deal of sport in it too for father and i fished with a wheel once and i liked it for a change but see there's father now let's go to meet him End of chapter 10